Welcome to this installment of Flute Stories. I'm Karen Kevra, and I'm delighted to be your guide to play for you and to tell you the stories behind the music written for the most beloved woodwind instrument of all. This episode of Flute Stories features a work for solo flute called Pastoral, written by my teacher and mentor, the French flutist, pianist, and composer Louis Moise. If you have even a passing interest in the flute, you probably already know that the name Moise is synonymous with flute playing. Marcel Moise was Louis's father, and he was a legendary flutist from the great French school of flute playing. But it's Louis I want to focus on. In addition to being a prolific composer, Louis Moise is perhaps the most widely published editor of flute music. When I was nine years old, as a beginner flutist, I accumulated piles of Louis' edited works, all kinds of etudes and his editions of standard repertoire, as well as his ubiquitous 40 little pieces for beginning flutists, and later on the mainstay Flute Music by French Composers album. Little did I know as a kid flute player that Louis Moise would become one of the most important people in my life and that he would shape me as a musician and a person. Though he died in 2007, just shy of his 95th birthday, there isn't a day that goes by when I don't think of him. All kinds of things make me think of him. I've been binge-watching Downton Abbey lately. The first episode opens with the dramatic news that the Titanic has just sunk. The year is 1912, and this is the year that Louis was born. Close your eyes for a moment and imagine that time, the fashions and the hairstyles. There was no electricity, but rather candles and gas lamps for lighting. Ice boxes, literal ice boxes, and cold cellars were how people stored food because there was no refrigeration yet. Transportation was by train and boat, and closer to home by bicycle, horse, and buggy. Louis lived for nearly a century and saw the world go from what seemed like a place of innocence to the modern age. For me, it's a wonderful flight of imagination to think of a world when Louis was young and how it shaped him. So back to 1912, a lot happened in that year. It was the year that the Republic of China was established and in the US, New Mexico and Arizona became the 47th and 48th states. It was also the year that Japan gave the United States a gift of many cherry trees that were planted along the Tidal Basin in Washington, D.C. And it was the year that Lifesaver candies were first manufactured, as well as Nabisco's Oreos and Hellman's mayonnaise. Bring out the Hellman's and bring out the best. During the first part of his life, Louis Moise survived both World War I, World War II, and the 1918 flu pandemic. Louis Moise was the son of the great French flutist Marcel Moise, and he grew up steeped in culture and with the sound of the flute always in his ears. Louis began composing music in the 1920s, which were indeed roaring, a time that brought flappers, the jazz age, and motion pictures. 
During this time, Louis played in orchestras and Paris theaters to accompany silent movies. And he had regular encounters with people like Faure, Saint-Saëns, Stravinsky, Messian, Prokofiev, and Martineau, and even played jazz with Duke Ellington. But it's the influence of his father's flute that made the biggest impression. Louis had an incredible memory and was able to describe vivid scenes from his childhood. One early enduring memory that he liked to recount was of playing with children's blocks on the floor of his family's apartment in Paris. His father would be teaching a flute student in the next room, and he said he always knew when his father would stop a student and what he would say to correct them. Marcel Moise was in the thick of it musically in Paris in the 1920s. He even played solo flute in orchestras when Ravel's Daphnis and Chloe and Stravinsky's riot-inducing Rite of Spring were premiered. So it's no wonder that in 1926, at the age of 14, Louis composed a set of pieces for solo flute that included his idiomatic and oh-so-French pastoral. Louis, like his father, stressed the bell-like quality of the flute, and he emphasized this in his teaching. Later in his life, when Louis moved to Montpelier, Vermont, and lived less than a mile from me, he and his wife Janet would come to visit fairly often. One summer afternoon during a lingering lunch, he smiled as he heard the sound of the bells ringing from the clock tower at City Hall. He said to me, you know, you are lucky to live somewhere where you can hear the bells. When I asked him why, he said, because if you can hear the bells, then you are blessed. Listen for the sound of the bell, the final note of Louis Moise's pastoral.
If you liked Louis Moise's pastorale, check out his two sonatas and introduction theme and variations. I recorded them back in 2003 with my friend, the pianist Paul Orgel. Louis's compositions were so good that the recording earned a Grammy nomination. <laughs> 